Welcome to Find Your Lady Tribe. My name is Brenda. And I am Michelle. And it's our mission to build a community of lady tribes, a place to connect and grow your tribe with resources, ideas, workshops, retreats, and events. We invite you to join our inner circle and become a tribe leader. It's free! (laughs) Each week, we will start a conversation about connecting within your tribe and across all of our tribes. Our goal is to create 1,000 new lady tribes in 2022, and each episode will challenge you with a call to action. The first one is to join our inner circle. Go to tinyurl.com forward slash my lady tribe. And as a gratitude gift, we will send you a downloadable copy of chapter one of Lady and the Tribe, The Awakening. Yay! (laughs) So please subscribe to be notified of a new episode each week. Hey everyone, thank you for joining Find Your Lady Tribe today. We couldn't be more excited, Michelle, right? We're sitting, we are sitting here today with Dr. Rita Louise, and we just can't wait to learn from her. Yes. Tell us, tell us about Rita. Okay, so Dr. Rita is a best-selling author of many books. Um, she's also the founder of the Institute of Applied Energetics and the former host of Just Energy Radio. Um, she's the author of the books, The Dysfunctional Dance of the Empath and Narcissist, and Stepping Out of Eden, just to name a few, as well as hundreds of articles that have been published worldwide. So Dr. Rita has appeared on film, radio, television, and has spoken at conferences around the world, covering topics such as health and healing, relationships, intuition, even ghosts, (laughs) and ancient mysteries, um, anything paranormal. So welcome, Dr. Rita. It's so good to get to meet you. It's so nice to be here with you, ladies. You know, this is a kind of a different little angle for me. So I just am very curious how this is going to go. All right. Well, welcome to podcast land. (laughs) So we're really happy you're here. And and I'm most, I'm really excited about the conversations we're going to have about um, intuition and how that shows up for us. And, you know, all of your vast knowledge and experience, would you just yeah, we gave you a little bit of background for our listeners here. Would you just introduce yourself as you would like sure. to? So I became interested in weird. Actually, I'm going to start here. So my mom was a big sci-fi fan, you know, <laughs> so like Star Trek, not Star Wars, you know, and if it was weird on TV, she liked watching it. So we were really exposed to weird stuff as a kid and I became really interested in the whole concept of intuition and psychic abilities at a very young age and started reading books and reading books and reading books and many 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 years later I discovered that I had been very intuitive my whole life and no one ever really connected the dots for me you know so when I do shows like this you know one of the things I like to share with listeners is when this happens to you, when you have this kind of experience, it's not just a weird coincidence. Maybe you actually are having an intuitive experience. So interesting. And I th- so I would love you to talk to us a little bit about intuition and that how that can show up for people, because I don't know that everybody as 
is as in tune and tapped into their own tuition and, and how it could be guiding them or not? Sure. So I think most people have had the experience that, so let's say, actually, I'm going to throw this back at you guys. So Michelle, have you ever had experiences where you're thinking about Brenda and then the next thing you know, the phone rings and it's Brenda on the phone? Every day. Boom. Intuitive experience, you know, exactly. and so, and then a different example, and this is going to just be kind of a very random sounding thing, but you're driving in your car and you're going along, or maybe you're not even driving, you're in the passenger seat and the person in the car next to you is like doing something weird. <laughs> and so now you're staring out the window at the person in the car next to you. And then they turn and look at you. We've all had that happen, but what, what was going on? It's like, you're sending energy to them. They're receiving it, you know, on a unconscious intuitive level. And now they're responding to that feeling by looking at you. Right. So what kind of intuitive messages should we be on the, the lookout for, or the sensory out for that are going to help us guide us to our best life? Okay. It's a big question. So, actually, it's a great question. And it's a little, you know, and I know we have finite time, so I'm going to try to talk really fast. So there are four primary ways that we receive information. And I'm just going to talk about three because they're the most common. So people that tend to be very visual have what is called clairvoyance. And someone that is auditory has clairsentience and someone that is more of a feeler. You know, we hear the term empath thrown around a lot now, but they're feelers. And so if you're a clairvoyant, so if you tend to have very good visualization skills, you might ask yourself a question, internalize a question or wonder about something and you'll get this mental image. You know, we can all see our house and what our car looks like in our mind's eye. And so you might get some impression. So Michelle, you might get this little mental image of Brenda and be like, oh, you know, so that would be more the clairvoyant type where if you're more clairaudient and you hear stuff, you know, you might hear a little voice whispering in your ear. Like many people have the belief that when they're having intuitive stuff, there's, oh, or they're talking to their guides or their angels, that there's this voice, you know, and I'm not an auditory person per se. And so I'm a real visual person, you know, and so the messages would come in as like a download of like, oh, well, you can do this. Oh, well, you can do this. Oh, you can do this. Um, we're an auditory person. They would actually hear like, go change the tire or go do this. Yes. And then someone that is a feeler person, it either feels good to them or there's bad mojo going on. And, you know, so if you are hanging around someone or you go somewhere and you just get that bad gut feeling, that is actually your intuition trying to give you a message. Awesome. So do you, maybe I have... Maybe it's mostly empath for me, but I think I hear messages sometimes also. Um, and I'm not sure if it's my ego or my inner being talking to me, but um, as far as just feelings in general, I think a great rule of thumb is just if it feels good, 
you know, keep exploring it. If it, but if it doesn't, maybe that's a warning sign to step back. That would be a really great thing. Mm -hmm. You know, our ego tends to get in the middle. You know, I joke around and I, I, I call it the doctor reader rule. You know, a yes is a yes and a no is a no. And a maybe is a no that our ego is sitting there trying to go, but I really want to go, you know, and I really want to do this and it should be fun, but everything in our body is going, don't do it. You know, that feeling is going, don't do it. And then you go and do it and it turns out to be terrible. You know, yeah. people receive so much information, but we are excellent at not paying attention to it. And so can I do my little takeaway now? <laughs> go for it. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, is, this is a great takeaway segment. You know, if you get a feeling, if you get a thought, if you get that little boy saying, take a sweater, take a sweater, or a feeling about something, you know, that feels good or doesn't feel good, it doesn't matter if you don't listen to it or pay attention to it. What matters is that after you go have a not so good experience that you go, you know, I had a feeling about it or I had a thought about it and I should have listened to myself because that is the best teacher. Yes. No, that's a great takeaway. And I just want to go back to something that you said that's so powerful and so true is that yes means yes, no means no, and maybe really probably should be no also because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, to, I've redirected and try to live from a space where of inspired action and a yes is a yes in my gut. And if it's, if it's not a, a heck yes, it should be a heck no. <laughs> and right? that's the maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it perfect. should be yeah. perfect. It should be. Yeah. I love and, and for people that aren't quite sure, do you want a million dollars? Heck yeah. You know, <laughs> do you, do you want to do your taxes? <laughs> you know, those are the feeling points. Those are, Those are the feeling spectrum. point, you know, and you're exactly right. If it's that heck yeah, that's a yes. And yeses are always very clear. And anything that's not a yes is usually a no. Yeah, I love that. I think that's great advice. And really, I mean, I know what you're saying about the maybe. You think, well, my head's telling me I should, should, the shoulds, the shouldas mm -hmm. come out, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Mm -hmm. comes out and then you're like, I should want to do this and I should do this because, da, 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 da. but if it's not feeling right, you know, uh, <laughs> it's a heck no, heck no. <laughs> well, I'm curious to ask what, um, because I get asked all the time about how have you developed your gifts? Um, my friends who know that I, I've kind of come along to a spot where I've accepted those um, clairsentient and clairvoyant moments and, and it's just part of life now. And, but from the outside of that, they will ask me, how did you know? And how did you develop those gifts, even such that you weren't afraid of them, right? Like if we, if we feel our angels or we feel a spirit around mm -hmm. us, you know, how are we not afraid? And instead, how do we adopt um, all those guides that are constantly with us 
um, in every moment, helping us figure out the difference between yes, no, and maybe. Mm -hmm. So what would you say are the, is the place to start in, in developing that? And see, I don't like using the word developing. Okay. Because, okay. What's well, better? And, and I want to, no, and I want to explain because it makes it sound like it's something that you don't already have. You right. Know, it's more of paying attention is, to. It is totally about paying attention and validating, which was my point about you have a bad experience, but you kind of already knew you were going to have a bad experience. And now you've just validated and you get to like learn your internal library, what it feels like, what those sensations are. And it's not developing. It's about trusting. I mean, there are days that I'll get this little thing like, oh, you know, you need to take this, you know, and now I just stop and go get it. I, I just don't even ask. And I just, you know, I just do it because, <laughs> because you, after a while you learn that it's just easier. It's just easier by paying attention. Learn that lesson. Um, <laughs> you know, but I want to kind of caveat with that that with, there are some people that are very sensitive, like women tend to be much more sensitive to intuitive information and energy, um, but not all. And, um, you know, and so it's on a spectrum. And so there are some people that can dance like Fred Astaire. I really date myself with that one. And, um, and, you know, and it's just a very natural thing that they can do. And then there are some people that with some training, they can get really good. And then there are other people that not so much and they can barely keep a beat, you know. And so being open to receiving that information kind of runs on that scale as well. Awesome. That's great. So let's talk a little bit more about intuition as far as when it comes to our relationships, you know. We hear a lot about having to maintain boundaries, you know, with especially with our partner. But how does that become important with our, you know, close girlfriend and tribe relationships as well? Oh, I mean, a relationship is a relationship is a relationship. I find, okay, and I'm just going to talk for me for a second, that it becomes challenging for me in my closer relationships, especially my romantic relationships. I am extremely sensitive, you know? So one of the, and I'll, let me define the word empath. So empath is the concept that you're kind of like a, a, a sponge. And so whatever the energy is that's going on in the room, you're picking it up and reflecting it. So you're like, la, 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 I'm having a great day. And then you go around a friend of yours and now you're kind of in a really bad mood, but nothing's happened only for you to discover your friend is having a bad day. So I'm an expert at picking up that kind of stuff. <laughs> and when you're in a romantic relationship or even a very close personal relationship, it can be more challenging to separate out, is this me or is it them? And then is it them? Do I need to, you know, you, because it's uncomfortable. I mean, have you guys had that experience where there's someone that's not having a good day, a girlfriend that's not having a good day and you just kind of want yeah, to- Yeah, and they made me feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they made you feel bad. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. You know, and for me, for the longest time, 
it would be so uncomfortable that I thought mistakenly that I should just go and fix them or help them so that they could feel better because if they felt better, then I could feel better because now I'm not having to deal with their bad mojo anymore, which apparently is not good, (laughs) which is apparently not healthy. Um, And so in those situations, it's like, you have to make the decision, you know, is this something that I want to do or tolerate? Do I need to create a boundary? Do I need to create separation? You know, I recommend to people, you know, if you're having an uncomfortable situation with someone that you go off, go to the restroom, you know, go home and think about it and recollect yourself, you know, get back in your energy, move them out, breathe, maybe take a hot bath, you know, something that makes you feel good and whole again, and then revisit, like mentally revisit that situation and go, is it a yes or is it a no on how to move forward or even ask for guidance of how to move forward? Because sometimes when you ask a question, the answer will come. You might turn on the TV. So you're thinking about something, you turn on a TV and there's some TV show on that has the exact same situation going on and they have the answer, you know, and just being open to receiving it from wherever it might come from. Right. You know, and I want to, I'm, I'm thinking back to when we've talked in the past, you and I, and you mentioned that you really didn't have many women friends early on in, in your, your journey. And would you share that, that a little bit? And, you know, what, how, how that turned around for you? Yeah, what changed? That's a great question. Um, I don't know that I have an answer, but I'm just going to wing it. So, um, so I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family and my mom and I never got along. I thought she hated me and she thought I hated her. This, I learned this in a, in a discussion with her when I was in my 30s. And I had mommy issues, which meant I had issues with having female friends because I really just didn't trust them. And, um, you know, and so I worked, you know, prior to doing intuitive work professionally, you know, I worked as a drafter, I worked as a a designer in, you know, which are very male oriented career paths. And so all of my friends were guys, you know, and I just as soon talk about fixing an engine than talking about nail polish. I mean, it was just like not on my radar. I didn't start wearing makeup until I was like in my mid twenties. So that was kind of where I was at. And interestingly, I moved, so I was living in Dallas and I moved to this little podunk town in East Texas. And what? I'm from a little podunk town in East Texas. Oh, we will have to talk. Maybe we're neighbors. <laughs> I'm sure we were. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm not really sure what changed, but many of the women that I met here were very strong women, you know, and they were really intelligent. And they would talk to you about fixing a car engine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I, I feel like I finally met my tribe. You know, uh, and it never occurred to me that what I need in my relationship dynamics with, well, people, you know, which can include women, which was kind of novel concept, 
was someone who was bold and outgoing and intelligent and strong, you know, because if you look at my circle of friends, they are all very strong women. Like you do not want us all to be in the same group and then do something because wouldn't be pretty <laughs> at all. Right. Yeah. And, and the benefit has been you know, in just such a different way, you know, because I never realized that there's this level of compassion that women have with each other and that women like will actually let you sit there and dump, <laughs> you know, and, and help you work through your emotional energy. So, I mean, there's just been so many blessings coming from this whole thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I believe, I think we both, we believe that there's nothing that can re replace a, a strong female friendship in your life because we are born nurturers. Whereas, you know, we can get love in, in many forms, but that nurturing um, feminine energy that we give as mothers and daughters, uh, we can give to each other. And there's hardly anywhere else to get that at yeah. different times in our life. So. And it's why we need our tribe and why we gather the tribe for all of the ceremonies and for all of the things and it can look different no matter where you are but how do you how do you tribe where you are now <laughs> all right so this is going to sound really terrible but i'm just <laughs> going to say it so there used to be a bar here in town that's no longer there and actually, I met most of the people that I know in this town originally in this bar. And it was, and I, I'm not really a drinker, but it was kind of like a cheers. You know, you would go, you knew everybody, you could show up by yourself, you could be like, hey, and just go sit at their table. And so it was just a very inviting place. And I met so many wonderful people and so many, and so many wonderful women there. You know, and they were very inviting to me, you know, and except they accepted me into their tribe, you know, and now the bar is not there, but we're still all friends. And I just feel like they're family. Right. And what do you guys do together to you know, deepen your friendship and, and continue it growing? Um, you know, go to each other's house to eat, you know, this being such a small community, you know, there's little <laughs> interesting events that happen, you know, and <laughs> I, I'm trying not to be judging. so many stories where you're just <laughs> too many teasers here, Dr. Rita. <laughs> it's a very small town. So the level of expectation, the bar is not set very high. How's that? You know, but you go and you appreciate it and they put the effort in and you go, oh, well, that was kind of fun. In a small <laughs> town kind of way. I, I, it's just, it's just very different. Um, you know, and so when we, you know, when we go to these events, I mean, because it's really kind of like the same circle of people that show up at these things. And so that's really where we connect, you know, mm -hmm. and then different, you know, like I was part of a writing group. So a bunch of them showed up to the writing group and you know, I just started taking yoga. So I have a new tribe and <laughs> like the next city over that I'm working on that are these yoga people that I've really been... Yes digging their vibe. I mean, they just have such good energy. And I'm like, 
you know, so I've been going because, <laughs> you know, that's been one of my goals this year is of growing my tribe and being able to kind of pick through like, you know, I like them, but they're not like inner tribe members. Right. You know, yeah, I'm looking to find the inner tribe member. The inner circle. Right. Yeah. That's what we're all about. That's what well, awesome. So Dr. Rita, how can our listeners and viewers find you? Sure. So I have a webpage. It's soulhealer.com, S-O-U-L-H-E-A-L-E-R.com, soulhealer.com. I recommend that if you want to reach out to me to use the contact form because that does go in my inbox and doesn't end up in my spam folder. Um, and then another way is to like me on Facebook and it would be Dr. Rita Louise on Facebook. Awesome. Awesome. And yeah, so you already, you gave us the call to action. Just r- remind us and send us home with some homework, Dr. Rita. Okay. So I would love to challenge everybody listening that if they have like some weird thought, that random thought that comes to their mind or a feeling about something, and then they go throughout their day and what they were thinking actually came to pass or didn't come to pass depending on what the feeling was that they acknowledge that that they recognize that because that will open you up to your intuition and increase your validations because it's not about developing it's about trusting the information that you're receiving and that's the way that you begin to trust Yes, and a practice of sorts. It's a practice, exactly. I'm going to do that. I'm going to write it down every time and collect my validations in a little fishbowl of how much trust I've built in my own inter voice and, and intuition. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, so we're going to add all of Dr. Rita's information into the, the show notes. So come back and you can find her there. And we will just sign off by saying when, when three or more gather, we are tribe. Thank you so much for joining us today for Find Your Lady Tribe. Would you do us a favor and hit that like button and add a comment? It'll really help us grow. Better yet, find the share arrow and share out to your tribe. Join us again next week on YouTube or your favorite podcast service.